How would you like to have a confident child? I'm talking about the kind of child that isn't afraid to try new things. I'm talking about the kind of child who grows into an adult who is sure of himself or herself. The kind of adult who feels like they have some self-worth, that they have good things to bring into this world only if they try and are not afraid of trying. How would you like to raise your children to become these kinds of adults? Stay tuned because in today's episode, I'm going to teach you one of the most fundamental things that you should do right now when your children are little in order to help them be these kind of persons. So stay tuned after the intro. Welcome to the Apparently Parent Podcast. My name is Iran Katz and I'm a clinical psychologist, a parenting counselor and also a father. In this show, we combine the art of parenting with the science of psychology. So if you want to understand your children and yourself better, lead your family into calmer waters and reach the end of the day with a smile on your face, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Iran Katz. All right, friends, welcome to episode number 36 of the Apparently Parent Podcast. I'm Aran Katz, and I really wanted to have this discussion with you today about raising confident children. I think that confidence is one of the most fundamental aspects that you can gift to your children. It's one of the best, let's call it a skill or a trait that you can give your children. Now, granted, some kids are more confident than others. There's something in the biology or, or the temperament that you are born with that kind of makes you more confident than others. However, you can learn to be more confident. And I, I'm sure that it's part of what we teach our children in our behavior with them. So today I want to talk with you about failure. And I named this episode, Let Your Children Fail, not only as a reference to the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young song, but also because this is something we need to learn how to do. So let me tell you a little bit of a story. My son, who's seven years old now, he started to use a, an app called CodeMonkey recently. Now, if you don't know that, you should really check it out if you have children around that age and they have any interest in, in, in coding or programming, because it's, it's a cool online app that teaches you how to code using a game. You're playing a game, in each stage you have to code a little piece of code to make a monkey catch some bananas. And in later stages, the story is different, but doesn't really matter. The whole point of it is that step by step, little by little, your child learns, A, how to think about coding, how to think like, you know, a coder, a programmer, and also how to use the code. And, and, and it's, it's really cool. And my, my child is, is not a native English speaker, so I can also see how he learns to use English by using this cute little app. Okay, now... He seems to have a good grasp of things, which is kind of amazing for me to watch. However, in some stages, I sit next to him and I see him doing a mistake, you know, trying to, to figure it out, trying to code something, trying to solve this little puzzle. And I, I see him putting a solution that I know, because I understand how these things work already, I know it's going not to work. Now, the question is, what should I do? Should I correct him or should I just let him, quote-unquote, fail? What would you do? Now, of course, as parents, no one wants to see their child suffering, right? 
And believe you me, when my child, my boy, doesn't succeed in such a task, he can suffer. He can really feel like crap. He, he, feel, he can feel inadequate. He can feel like he's stupid. He can just go away and leave the thing for a couple of hours. And he needs some persuasion to go back. What would you do in those situations? So the way I see it, there are two options, right? One option is to just prevent the upcoming failure. Okay, let your child know they're doing something wrong that's not going to work and maybe help them do it correctly. Okay, so like you prevent the mistake before it even happens. The second option is to do absolutely nothing and watch them fail and watch them have a mistake. And I want to argue that the second option, this one, doing nothing is better. Why? Why would you want to let your child fail? The reason for that is because failure is not really an issue. It's not a real option. Okay, let me say it in a different manner. There are two types of situations in the world that I'm talking about. Some situations are situations where a mistake can really do harm. I mean, real harm like running into a busy street harm or, or jumping up and down in the bathtub while the waters are running kind of harm, okay? These kinds of quote-unquote fails we absolutely want to prevent, okay? I, I will never encourage you to sit and do nothing as your child is running into a busy street. Of course not. We don't want to neglect our children's safety. But what about mistakes that may lead to frustration, but not a real harm. For example, like my child writing the wrong code in CodeMonkey, or when he, I don't know, when he practices some math equations, which is something he's good at. I can watch him do a mistake after a mistake, but there's no real harm in that, right? I mean, no physical harm, okay? So... When we step in too quickly and, and correcting those mistakes they, they may do, or actually trying to prevent them from doing a mistake by showing them the right solution up front, okay? And, and, and believe me, trust me, I've been there a lot, okay? What we're doing in those situations is we are robbing our children from an important lesson. And yeah, I really mean it like that. We are robbing them from an important lesson. And why is that? It's because failure is not a real option. There is either success or a lesson to be learned. How can we expect our children to actually learn anything from their mistakes if they don't make any mistakes? How can we expect them to actually learn how to handle the anger or the frustration or the despair that is involved with the felt sense of quote-unquote failure. How can we expect them to actually learn that there are no failures but lessons to be learned? I'm still learning that in my life and I'm almost 40 years old. So by letting them fail and start again, we are giving them a present. Think of a baby. Think of your children as they were babies 
taking their first steps. Remember how they always used to fall on the little tushies over and over again, only to rise up again and try anew? And I trust that no parent will ever try to prevent their child from trying over and over and falling down and, and, and getting up again when they were learning how to walk. Because we know inherently, we know that's how they learn to walk. And if they won't learn that, how will they ever run? So it's the same thing with, with math or coding or drawing or cooking or, you know, conducting yourself socially. And, and this is what builds their confidence. Confidence is their ability to learn from mistakes. Confidence resides on that ability to learn from your own mistakes. Because, you know, they know they are not perfect, but they know they can always learn and try again. This is what being confident means. Being confident doesn't mean you think you're the best. Being confident means you know you're not perfect, but you're trying over and over again, always perfecting your way. It's, it's the sense that they know they always have a cheering band behind them. You guys are their cheering band. People who love them no matter what. No matter what grades they bring. No matter what they choose to do in their lives. As long as it's aligned with them. Okay? This is the root of confidence. Why would you ever take that away from them? But, of course, you have to remember to always give them a sense of safety, okay? So if they fail, again, quote-unquote fail, if they do make a mistake, you should always let them know that it's okay. They are still worthy. They still have your love and your support, no matter what. It's about teaching them to look at things as they are, with no judgment. A mistake is just a mistake. It doesn't mean anything about them. Or about you. If you make a mistake, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're a bad mom or a bad dad. We've talked about it before in this podcast. Even in, in, in the episode about self-compassion, two episodes ago, two weeks ago, it was episode 35. If you haven't, go to listen to that right after this one on apparentlyparent.com forward slash 35. It's really important that you remember that you are not perfect, that you cannot be perfect, and you should not strive to be perfect because perfect means you're neglecting something. You're trying too much to be something that is unachievable. And in, in the course of that, you forget some stuff and you miss some stuff. But if you move from a place of I'm always making mistakes and I'm no good because of that, you are stuck. You are stuck in place. You cannot move forward trying to correct your mistakes. This is where self-compassion really comes into the fold. So we talked about that before and I have a guide that you can download about self-compassion. You can get it also in the show notes of this episode. It's going to be on apparentlyparent.com forward slash 37. It's a guide with three exercises about self-compassion. Now, a little recap about self-compassion. It's the act of looking at yourself in a compassionate, loving way, non-judgmental way. And it's a really powerful exercise that you can implement in a couple of minutes a day. And in the context of this episode, teaching our children to fail, teaching our children to make mistakes, 
teaching our children to be more confident, self-compassion, that you can teach your children how to be self-compassionate about themselves is crucial. Because when my child failed in his coding um, on, on code monkey, and he felt like he doesn't understand anything, he doesn't see in those moments, he doesn't see all the progress that he made. And believe you me, he learned a lot in one day of running through this, through this app. He learned a lot in, you know, you don't really see your progress until you stop and look, uh, look back. You always can imagine yourself like you're climbing a mountain. And, you know, you always have your eyes on the goal, like the top of the mountain. This is where I want to be. This is where I should be. This is where I want to reach. But in the process of going up, we forget that we are going up and it's a process. It's a journey. So every now and then we have to look back and look down and see the progress that we made. How far we've gone. And this is truly amazing to see that. So one part of teaching our children to fail is to show them the progress that they already did where they started and where they are now and reminding them that this is an ongoing process and that we should never ever compare ourselves to someone who is very far away, far ahead. We can look at those people as someone to inspire us, but not as someone that we should compare ourselves to. So teach your children how to be self-compassionate about themselves by showing them the compassion that you have for them. Okay, but also teach them to see themselves in those ways. To be less judgmental about the mistakes they do and the progression they have. Maybe it's too slow of a progression for their taste, maybe. But that's fine. As long as they're making a progression. And this is what con being confident means. It means you can see the big picture. It means that you can look at yourself Look at how far you've come. See what's, what lies ahead. And feeling, you know, confident enough to just keep on walking. And if you make a mistake, okay. You can either succeed or you can learn something. I used this little phrase, you can either succeed or you can learn something with myself a lot of times recently and also with my children especially my older one who is, you know, he has to deal with those things right now because of school and the challenges are greater than his, you know, three years old sister, although she has her own challenges. But I want him to know that even if you, you have it wrong, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're, you're a bad person or that you're stupid. As I'm talking about it right now, it reminds me of something that happened to me. It was maybe 20 years ago or 20 something, I don't know, 30, 20 something years ago. It doesn't really matter. I was around the age of 13 or 14. Now, as, as a child, as a student in elementary school, I was a really good student. I didn't have to really study to succeed in tests and homework were, was, was something that was easy for me, especially, you know, in math and, and physics and stuff like that. But as I grew older and the grades became more challenging, I remember 
that I think it was maybe seventh or eighth grade, I I received a math test. It was the beginning of the year and I had failed in math. What? I had failed in math? What? I, I, it was incomprehensible for me. And I felt like a total failure. I totally forgot all the years before that that I aced in math and I had it so easy for me. And I, I really needed someone to, you know, take my hand and tell me, hey, it's okay. <laughs> this is one mistake, if you want to call it a mistake. This is one setback. And you can see what went wrong, okay? And, and, and what went wrong was that I didn't study for the test. But now the, the subject matters that we, we studied were harder and I had to practice more. It didn't come as easy as before. And I had to learn. At 14 years old, I had to start and learn how to learn or how to study. Okay? And it really derived my confidence in some sense, I'm sure. Okay? So why not learn it from up front that, that you can fail, that it's okay, that it doesn't mean anything wrong about you? I really feel bad about myself. It, it, I didn't see it as just one setback that doesn't mean anything about who I am. And I don't want my son to ever feel that again, or my daughter, or anyone else. Because a mistake is just a mistake. You don't have to make it to mean anything wrong about you. As long as you try to understand what happened, where did it come from, and what you can do in order to, to do a better job next time. Even if that means that you're going to make another mistake and another mistake. Because this is how we grow. By sitting still and not trying, we never grow. And this is true for yourselves as parents. Because if you listen to this podcast, and I really appreciate you for that, it means that you are on your own journey as parents, trying to do a better job. Maybe it's a better job than your parents before you. I don't know, maybe it's a better job than your other family members or your friends, or you're just comparing yourselves to yourselves. It doesn't matter. As long as you are following your purpose to be better parents, to provide your children with the, the best of experiences of safety and bond and connection and love because this is what they need in order to grow and you realize that but you realize that you are not perfect and you don't do anything 100% you, you can't but you're always learning and even if you make a mistake that's okay as long as you're learning you can either succeed or you can learn something new when you put things like that for yourself and for your children, you will see how your confidence grows, how their confidence grows. And this, this is why we have to let our children fail. So let's just have a quick recap of, of what we talked about today. Parents have a natural tendency to step in and prevent their children from making mistakes because we don't want to see our children suffer. This is a natural and awesome tendency that we have. This is our caregiving system at play. Now, that tendency is okay when the mistake can harm your child so, uh, or, or someone else. So if they're doing something that can really harm them or someone else, we should prevent that. We should do something. 
okay? But most of the times we, we step in too quickly when the quote-unquote mistake or the quote-unquote failure is not really harming or doesn't really have the harm potential that we imagine it to have. And we need to remember that failing is not a real option. There's either success or an opportunity to learn something new. And we should give our children the opportunities to learn again and again and again. And when they fall down, but they really know how to get back on the horse and start again, this is the support they need. And this is what will build the confidence they need now and in the future. So let's try to take a step back and watch our children closely, mindfully, carefully, but not step in too quickly when it's not needed. And always be there for them, because if they fail, and if they do make a mistake, they will feel bad about it. That's okay, because we're there to support them through it. I would really love to know what you think about that. Okay, so you can reach out to me on my Instagram at apparentlyparent or join my group on Facebook. Go to uh, apparentlyparent.com forward slash Facebook and it will take you to my group. It's called Navigating Parenting, Raising Secure and Confident Children. Okay, you see, this is something I really care about. So I would like to continue this conversation with you guys and hear how, how does it resonate with you. Okay, so don't be a stranger. If you found this helpful, please uh, share it with your friends and subscribe to this show on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts on. And that way you will get every, every episode delivered straight to your front door or more specifically to your phone. And we can have this conversation every Thursday because this is where I put up new shows. Thank you again for listening to the show. I really appreciate it that you take the time for that, for yourselves and for your children, that you spend this time with me. And I will see you again next week on a fresh new episode of the Apparently Parent Podcast. Bye-bye.